Hello, everybody. My name is Nkosi Kennedy, and this is a special episode of the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Uh, we're not going to have John on here just yet. He'll join us momentarily. But we're decided to do a little bit of a different format, considering that the biggest MCU movie of the year just dropped this weekend. And me and John both saw it. And we have a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts about it. So instead of doing our normal format, we're going to throw all of that away. And we are going to do a special episode on Black Panther itself. Just the movie, no food. So I'm going to give you guys my review of it first. And then John's going to join us a little bit later. And he's going to give you his take on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So to give you just the cliff notes, I loved Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I thought it was more than a worthy sequel. I thought it not only played the excellent tightrope, which is to honor T'Challa and uh, Chadwick Boseman. I also thought it did an amazing job of well and truly driving all the characters forward and giving us new characters on top of that. But let's let's go a little bit deeper into why I loved this movie. Now, the main point of Wakanda Forever, I think, for everybody who sees it, not to go into spoilers, is this is a movie that unlike almost every other Marvel or even DCU movie, this is a movie about grief. It's a movie about loss. It's a movie about losing people and what that does to everybody around you. You know, I mean, every single character or all the main characters in this, like Latia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrero, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, you know, all the Wakandans feel T'Challa's loss and it happens incredibly early. You come right into it. And when you feel the celebration for his life, you also feel the grief at his passing, you know, so that way you can get all those emotions out. And, you know, I, I felt that when I was watching the film, you know, and I thought this is just such an amazing send up to the character and the way they continue on and that it's not you mourn them and then you move on. You know, when you lose somebody that's really important to you, it stays with you for a long time and that's what we see in this movie you know and what I thought Angela Bassett amazing she killed it the entire movie when every scene that Angela Bassett is in you know you hear words like gravitas like you know that aura just that force of presence that actors can sometimes do. And sometimes that gets put into different things. Sometimes it's applied incorrectly. And with Angela Bassett in this movie, it is applied the exact right amount. Every time she is on screen, she grabs your attention 
and she will bring every emotion out of you. She will go from being a person who makes you feel like the world is going to burn around her to a person that is simply a grieving mother for her child. And it was an amazing performance. And this is Angela Bassett. The amount of amazing movies she's been in. So for me to say that I think this is one of her best performances is saying something. You know? Latia Wright, she killed it as Shuri. I thought she took a step up and she really solidified herself in the role of Shuri and showed the range of emotions that Shuri had to go through throughout the movie. Absolutely amazing. Lupita Nyong'o also showed that. Denai Guerrero also showed just emotion, strength, and, you know, calm, fury, every emotion you could ask for, they showed in this movie. Also, the reason I love this movie is because this is a movie where black women are going to be at the forefront. If you are looking for a movie where you want, you know, strong male presences, they're going to be there. They are absolutely standing side by side. This is a female-driven movie, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think if you have a problem with that, you know, I think we need to investigate some things. That's, that's just me. Also, this is a movie in memoriam. This movie is not going to be a movie where you're going to walk in there happy and you're going to walk out of there happy. You're going to walk in there happy. You're going to walk out of there a little bit sad. This movie does not end on like a super happy tone. This movie ends with people processing their emotions. This is, I think, the most emotional, you know, MCU movie that's ever come out. One that really digs in and doesn't let up on the gas of that emotion. And that's what I absolutely love about it. Also, this is a movie where it talks about how grief and anger go hand in hand. There are several decisions made in this movie where I think if you are trying to pick this movie apart, you'll say, well, this doesn't make any sense because if you're calm and if you're rational, then you would make that decision. And I, I feel like that's the point. There are decisions clearly made in this movie, not made out of, you know, logic. They're made out of emotions and anger because we are emotional people. Our emotions are right there with our logic. And sometimes one overrides the other. And when you're dealing with the profound grief that the people are dealing with in this movie, you understand why these decisions are made and they they're amazing. When they're made that way. Um, you're also going to get, you know, Dominique Thorne as Ironheart. She's in the movie. She's really good. Um, I think the character that stands out outside of everyone from Wakanda is Namor, which is Tanakh Kueta. He 
is amazing as Namor. He brings Talokan, which is Atlantis for the MCU, to absolute life. You're not going to walk out of this movie and confuse Namor and Aquaman. You, you simply cannot if you watch this movie. You are going to walk out of this movie and you're going to know Namor is Namor and Aquaman is Aquaman. And they are not the same. Not even close. I mean, the real big thing I loved about Namor, just to go a little bit into it, is this is a character where he masters the big three for any kind of character. Where he could be smooth, he could be dangerous, and he could be unpredictable all at the same time. When he steps onto the screen, you're like, wow. I have no idea where this guy is going to go and you kind of want him to stay because he's doing so well and he bounces off of the leads in this movie and all the other characters amazingly well and he can give you such amazing range where he shows he can be kind, he can be compassionate, he can also be incredibly ruthless and when you walk out of the movie, I don't think anybody's going to walk out of this movie and say, I hate Namor or Namor. I think they're going to walk out of this movie saying, I love this character. I want to see more of him. I want to see more of Talokan. And I can't wait to see him in future phases of the MCU. I also think, you know, just personally, this movie is going to showcase the difference between quality entertainment where something is incredibly good versus lighthearted enjoyment. So let me put this into perspective for people if they don't understand what I mean. What I mean is that with Black Panther, I think if you're comparing Wakanda Forever to Black Panther, these two movies are very hard to compare to each other because the tone, the way the story is told, everything about this, these are not similar movies. You can compare Terminator to Terminator 2. You could compare The Fast and the Furious to Too Fast, Too Furious. They have mostly the same beats in there. These two movies are incredibly different. For me, comparing, you know, Black Panther to Wakanda Forever was like comparing Schindler's List to Terminator 2. I'm not saying that the two movies are as great as those, but what I mean is that the tones in them are so completely different. You're going to walk out of this movie and you're going to appreciate everything you see and I truly think you're going to be, at the end of the day, happy you saw it. I also think this movie does a great job in showing off other people. You know, uh, Michelle Coel, she plays Aneka. Um, you also have a couple of other people coming back. You know, you have uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus coming in the movie. Also, uh, Martin Freeman 
makes a return is Everett Ross. You have a whole bunch of people that come back in this movie that are amazing. Everybody is bringing their A-game. I think the biggest compliment I can give is that you feel everyone's grief in this movie. And not just my character is in grief, but you consistently feel that all of these people who are in this movie are in their own way grieving about this person that they met, that they knew, that they loved. You feel it. It, it comes across through the screen and it just hits you in the face. And I think this movie is just amazing and it's not to say this movie doesn't have any flaws I do feel like this movie is a long movie it's a long movie so you're gonna have to strap in when you watch this movie it is over three hours so I was definitely feeling some of that pace towards the end I also think that while the action was, in my opinion, better than the first Black Panther, I also think there were some weaker moments, not in terms of the acting, but more in terms of just how certain things played out. I wasn't necessarily 100% on board, I was like 99% on board. So it's very small and it didn't impact my enjoyment of the movie. I did notice it. I think you're going to have a really good time in this movie. The only thing I would tell you is if you're going to see this movie, come into this movie, not in the way of this movie is going to be exactly like Black Panther it's going to be like the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to Guardians of the Galaxy. If you come into there with that expectation, you are going to be disappointed immediately. Come into this movie thinking, if you can, think nothing. Just try and accept the movie for what it's going to give you. If you need an expectation, come into this movie thinking, this is going to be a celebration of Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa's life, as well as an examination of how grief affects everyone, how it can have long-term consequences, how this movie will in certain ways serve as like an emotional catharsis for you. And I think if you can walk in there with that, you're going to walk out of there with an amazing, amazing time. I, I really love this movie. So what we're going to do is I'll end my review there. I give this, you should absolutely see it in theaters. If you haven't seen it yet, why haven't you seen it yet? You should. And... The next time you hear my voice, I'll be introducing John, and John will give you his thoughts on Black Panther. 
Wakanda forever. And we're back, everybody. Uh, John is now joining me. You want to say hi, John? Hey, everybody. All right. So, as I said before, John already said my review earlier. So, John, the floor is yours. I know you literally just saw Black Panther. So, Wakanda forever. So, what do you think about it? Oh, man. Wakanda forever was amazing, dude. Totally amazing. Ryan Coogler did his thing. I like, I mean, Ryan Coogler is the man on this, man. Literally. Ryan Coogler is the man when it comes to Black Panther, you know? I mean, I'm just saying, because after, I mean, with everything that went down with Chadwick Boseman passing away, the way they did the um, memorial to him being Black Panther and all, yo. I really liked how they did it, how he did the story and everything. And he's doing the story. It's amazing. And man, I'm just looking forward to what he, what he has to bring in store for the next brand, Black Panther. I mean, I've got my, I, I, I got my assumptions. I'm hoping, you know, on um, certain Black Panthers, but man, I really like that. I really liked what he did on, um, with this one and how he, he did the memorial to Chadwick Boseman. Also, Dominique Thorne, man, as Riri, as Riri, yes, she is definitely Ironheart. Dominique Thorne is definitely, definitely Ironheart. I mean, that girl played it so well. I mean, I liked it from the beginning to end, definitely. I mean, getting the end, Dominique Thorne did her thing with Ironheart. I mean, do you have any opinions, Kennedy, about Dominique Thorne? I thought she was good. I mean, I thought there, I thought most of the cast was a little bit better, but it's not that she was bad. It's more about, it's more about how her role was and what role she played in the movie that I think held her back the most and not her acting or the character in general. Yeah, I was just loving it from from beginning to end, you know? I was just like, wow. This, she is definitely, definitely, definitely Ironheart. I'm like, yes! And from beginning to end, Wakanda Forever is just Dude, I I want to see it again. I'm 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 really want to see it again, because it's like from beginning to end you're getting nothing but action and the storyline, how it began. I was just like, whoa, like um sorry uh, if anybody who hasn't seen the Black Panther um Wakanda Forever yet, um you you, you might get hit with a spoiler. And I'm just going to tell you, um, honestly, if if you have not seen this movie yet and you're listening to our podcast, go see the movie. Please go see the movie. I'm giving you a warning now. Go see the movie. Because it, like, with what Ryan Coogler did, like, he's, he's doing so well. Like this, the how he's literally paying homage to the whole Black Panther legacy, you know, the whole Black Panther legacy. Like 
I'm watch, I, I watched um before I watched Wakanda Forever, I watched the first Black Panther. And I like how in the first one they paid homage to everything. They they right off the bat you hear about the first Black Panther. You know, and then it goes on to talking about um King T'Chaka and how, you know, going forward to talk about King T'Chaka, how he was the Black Panther, and then you got Chadwick Boseman, T'Challa, Black Panther. And I was just like, yo, I'm literally liking where this, where, where, how they paid homage literally to how I wanted to really see it, see Black Panther portrayed. Because I am a big fan, really a big fan and of the Black Panther. From when he started in Fantastic Four, well, when I saw him, it was an episode, cartoon episode of um, Fantastic Four. I was, I was just in love right off the bat. I was like, this dude is beating the Fantastic Four and making the thing his plaything. Yep. I got a new, uh, got a new favorite. I have a new favorite, and with Wakanda Forever, I'm telling you the way they um portrayed the Dora Dora Milaje, eh? man. I did not. I mean, I've watched all the animated Marvel and how they like kind of teased a little bit. About the Dora Milaje when he's talking about um, uh, um, Shuri taking over the Black Panther mantle. I was like, okay. Alright, this is a good... So this is the end game. I like it. I like it. Like, the first time I heard about the Dora Milaje was um, in uh, the Black Panther... um, in the Black Panther comic I, I got at a Comic-Con convention first time. Um, just, you know, delving into the comic book because I've always watched the animated stuff. And, man, Sh- Shuri storyline, Ryan Coogler definitely did it good. He definitely did it justice. Cause I was I was just in love when she she brings back the um how she puts together the new heart shaped herb man yo I was like Sherry's Sherry just rebuilt the heart shaped herb you know I was like I was just in love and I was like yo. I gotta say, um, Ryan Coogan's doing his thing. And just after seeing Wakanda Forever, I was just like, like after I saw the movie, I'm just saying in my head, I'm just wondering, like, yo, I wonder what other, I wonder, I'm hoping he's going to be um, doing more of the Black Panthers, like in the Black Panther legacy. What do you think, Kennedy? What do you mean by do more in the Black Panther legacy? 
like, um, you know how in uh, BET, I don't know, you did, um, there was a BET, um, also, they aired the animated version um, of the Black Panther, the origin story. When they talk about how the um, Black Panther started, they talk about basically from the beginning, like the movie, they talked about the original Black Panther. Then from the original Black Panther, you got the second Black Panther, which was okay. Let me, who let me fought like around? Ro- no. Oh hell no! Absolutely what? not. Because. The reason why I don't want that is because if you do that, you're pigeonholing Ryan Coogler as to just being the Black Panther guy doing 50 Black Panthers. And I would rather him go forward than move back. Mm -hmm. So, no. Immediate no. Cutting that off right now. There are plenty of Black Panther stories that can be told. They can be told by other people. Ryan Coogler does not need to tell all of them. Okay. All right. All right. I hate even even Stephen on that one. But um, yeah. I mean, with that being said, I mean, I really liked the um Wakanda Forever, and it was a definitely really good movie. Really good. I mean, going forward with the whole multiverse, um, you looking forward to the next one, Kennedy? I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the next movie. I mean, the funny thing is, I thought at the end of the movie, they kind of hinted how they're going to bring T'Challa back. I wouldn't be surprised if they did some multiverse shenanigans and his son, whose name is T'Challa, suddenly came from another universe and he's the new T'Challa and now he's going to be T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther, once again, we have our T'Challa. It's just not the, it's just not the Chadwick Boseman T'Challa. It's a different T'Challa, and it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. And that way, we're not looking for him to be Chadwick Boseman. We're looking for him to be who he is and the Black Panther. So that was the that was the immediate thought I had at the end of the movie when they revealed. You know, and we're already in spoiler territory, so that's fine. When they revealed that Chadwick, when they revealed that T'Challa's character had a son, you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't even see that. When I saw that, I was like, immediately I thought back, I was like, yes! We go in the Marvel multiverse. You know, at the end when it, when she announces um about the boy being a um Chichala's son, I was like, Yes, we're getting some multiverse action here. You know? I mean we already got multiverse action from the what if series. That's true. And we got multiverse action from Loki. Yeah, we did. So I mean We've been we've been delving in the multiverse for we got multiverse action and multiverse of madness. So, I mean, it's like this is this isn't even like new with multiverse stuff. No. I'm just excited about it all, man. 
Yeah. I mean, I also think, you know, this movie just further implemented that there will be another T'Challa. They just did not need to recast him in this movie. Nope. And I don't think you could have paid homage to the character if you would have just asked the cast and everybody else to do the movie that Kugler wrote before Chadwick passed away. Mm-hmm. It would have came off as like kind of disrespectful and everything like that. Yeah. You know, because I, I generally think most people, when they look at these movies, when they talk about, you know, Black Panther and all of that, the thing that everybody talks about is, hey, this is the good that will happen if we succeed. The thing that they don't mention is, what can happen if you fail? If you fail, you're going to fail badly. And the margin of error is not as big as most people think. I mean, look at look at that Han Solo movie that came out. That wasn't great. No. And I mean, the guy that was doing it actually, I thought, played a halfway decent Han Solo. He just didn't have that same charisma. <clears throat> and seeing Han Solo without the charisma is like seeing the Emperor without any clothes. It's its not, you don't want to see that. <clears throat> you know, so it feels like people forget at times that it is very easy to mess something up and it's actually easier to get it wrong than it is to get it right. And I don't think that Ryan Coogler would have even signed off on any of this if he felt like he was going to get it wrong just because people want there to be another Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Because I mean, I saw some of the reviews. There are people who are like giving this movie like a one out of five and like really, really low reviews, and it's it's shocking to me. I know. I'm like, was we all watching the same movie? You know. I I don't know. Maybe maybe we were. Maybe we weren't. I personally think a lot of those people, they went in expecting one movie and what they got was something different. Mm -hmm. I'm a big person on expectation can kill any movie, anything that you try and do. Expectation can a thousand percent kill it. Yep. Yeah, but that's that's just me. I mean, as much as much as I love the movie, though, I do think there are some things that we can all look and say, like this movie wasn't perfect. Right. I mean, the movie was long. Oh, two hours long. I. It's not that I didn't love all the parts of it. It is long, though. You felt at the end of the movie, you absolutely felt like you were there. For mm-hmm. as long as it was. Right. You know? Hold on. 
I mean, from and and how the the one thing I took from um that movie that I really liked the most was literally um oh shoot, I was about to forget. The the new um the new stuff that Zori does with the beads. Yeah. Um turning into the little bugs and stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, oh that's new. You know? And the Dora um the Dora Milage man. Yes. That armor was like, yo, okay. Uh, that is definitely what I like. You know? I mean, I, I personally thought that if the only character that stood out outside of the characters in Wakanda was Namor, I mean, him and Tutankhamun, which is the new Atlantis, I felt like every single time he was on the screen, it was just like, I'm going to... I'm going to either steal the show or I'm going to stand toe to toe with whoever is on the screen. Mm. Yeah, it did feel like I did feel the same way a little bit. Because the guy they picked to do Namor, he was like, he really captured it. Yeah. Like, he was seriously bodying it. Because I was like, whoa. Yeah, he, he, he plays it well. You know? I I just felt like the, the big thing with the way he played Namor is he gave Namor all of the... He gave Namor all of the gravitas, but also the nuance... That the character honestly mm-hmm. didn't deserve. Because the character never got that much nuance. But. No. In, and this might seem weird. Uh, I will say just a little bit. Because I'm not going to go on this a lot. And you shouldn't go on this a lot either. Because I know you. You're going to go off and try and talk five minutes about this. I'm just going to say it. And we're going to leave it. And we're going to move on. The way that they did Namor makes me both excited and hopeful for how they are going to do Doctor Doom. Because if they can play Namor this multifaceted, where he is both Mm -hmm. kind, ruthless, and charming all at the same time, I think they can do the same with Doctor Doom. Hmm. Okay. <coughs> well said. Yeah. So, I, I, I really, I really did, I really did love this movie. If I had to rate it out of ten, I would say it's like a nine out of ten. It's not an, it's not a perfect movie, but it's really, really close. Hmm. What would you give this movie? One out of ten. I'd give it a, I'd give it like a 9.5, man. Yeah. I'd give it a 9.5. I, I just, you know. Yeah. 
I just think if you're going into this movie expecting Black Panther 2, like for it to be a sequel to the first movie and for it to be exactly like the first movie, you're going to walk out of that movie theater so disappointed. Yeah. But I, I went in with no expectations, you know. Yeah. I think. With no expectations, I think that's the right. And way. even though, even though they were they, they they were, it was times I was like um, thinking, okay, maybe I'll listen to maybe a review before I watch it, and then I was like, nah, I was just asking for a spoiler, you know. So I went in with an open mind. And man, I tell you, I was not disappointed. Was not disappointed. It 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 deserved its nine point five for me because it tickled everything that I'm a fan of when it comes to Black Panther. You know. Well, John, I am. I'm glad to hear that. I really am. Yeah. I just, I just, man, how did it, yo, I wasn't even expecting the whole, um, um, when she went into the, um, that, uh, mind state after you have the, when you take the, uh, heart-shaped herb. Yeah how it takes you to the realm where you could talk to the ancestors and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like sitting there, yo, when that throne scene, I thought they was going to do some, like, what if, like, kind of like a, a corpse thing, like corpse bride thing. And when Michael B. Jordan popped out, I was just like, What? Wait, we doing some Killmonger stuff in? Okay, yep, nine point five, nine point five. This 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 movie definitely, definitely gonna be the talk of the you know from talk of the year going through. This movie is definitely gonna be the talk. I'm just glad they had the courage to keep Killmonger dead. And not try and bring him back and all that stuff from all the people that just saw Killmonger's message and randomly forgot that the whole point of Black Panther was that wasn't that Killmonger's rage wasn't justified. It's that the methods that he went about getting it were completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right there. I mean, because at the end of the movie... It wasn't that her rage wasn't justified. It was that the way she was going about it was still wrong. And it took her mom, it took seeing her mom to fully understand, hey, there's another way I can do this. Cause when they show, when um, 
in the scene where she's like, she's got that, when she's got the spear um, next to um, Namor's neck, like she's about to end him. And you see her mom in the afterlife, you know, reach out to her. And I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Did they do like predicting the future type thing? Like, I thought, I was like, is Zuri got a new Black Panther power that Chadwick Boseman didn't have? You know? I was just like, wild. But sure enough, sure enough. You know, it was, I was just like, I was wild the whole time with everything going on, you know, because when I was watching, um, I thought back to how in the first by Panther, you know, when they have um, Killmonger going to that um, realm where he's talking to his ancestors, how he comes face to face with his father. And then to see Zuri's very in when Zuri does the heart shape out, she coming to pass with like um Killmonger, I was just like, Whoa. The way they did yeah. This this movie definitely, definitely did its thing. Are you are but, you just amazed that they brought Killmonger back or do you understand why? She saw Killmonger when she went to the ancestral plane. I understood the reason why she saw um, Killmonger. I I was just like a wild about the when I was wild the way they portrayed it, like with him popping up and talking to her, how everything was like imbibed in flames because of her rage and all. I was like, yo. When Chasmine Bosman said that line about um how he doesn't want the vengeance to consume him, you know, and then seeing how they portrayed um that emotion in Wakanda Forever when Shuri's in the ancestral plane, I was like, wow. I mean, I just I think this movie had a lot to say about. You know, about emotions, about anger and how, you know, your anger can be righteous and justified and it can also completely consume you till there's Mm -hmm. nothing left. Like at the end of the movie, Shuri was justified in her anger. It wasn't that her anger was not justified. It wasn't that her anger was, hey, my anger is real it's valid it is there it was all those things the problem isn't that it was her anger wasn't justified the problem with her anger was her anger would have blinded her and if she would have gone through with it she would have cost all of her friends everybody she knew would have all been consumed by her anger and she would have push them into a war that would have lasted lifetimes you know i mean it's a it's a very important it's a very important thing that i think a lot of people do need to understand it's that your anger can be justified your anger just can't 
consume you and mm-hmm. take over all of your actions. You know, it rarely turns out well where your anger drives you for everything. Yeah, I mean, so um, Kennedy. Yeah. Do you, with the what do you think the next Black Panther is going to be focused on? Like, what are your what do you, what are your predictions for the next Black Panther? Uh, I I don't know. I honestly don't. Because we're we're still we still have another whole phase to get through. I think the next Black Panther will revolve around probably a new Chad with a new T'Challa showing up and taking over the mantle from Shuri. Like Shuri will mm-hmm. be queen and the new T'Challa will just be the Black Panther, the protector of Wakanda. Mm. You know, well, I kind of thought they were going for a new Black, next Black Panther was going to be, um, movie would be focused about um Shuri's storyline. It could be. It it could easily it could easily do that. I I don't know when they're gonna do another Black Panther. They're not gonna do another Black Panther for at least another three, four years. Just because of the yeah. amount of movies that have been planned out. So a lot yeah. of things can change in between then. You know, we still have the two Avengers movies coming out. We have the Thunderbolts movie coming up. We have, you know, Ant-Man, Quantumania. There there are so many movies that we still have to go that it is, it's a little bit too far, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if in the very next Black Panther movie, they have a new T'Challa. I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. You know, and then it would just be him and Letitia Wright, and it would be like two Black Panthers rolling around, you know, destroying and wrecking stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I just. What do you think the next... Oh, well, you already said what the next Black Panther you thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. I, I just... I think I, it's a little too soon. Yeah, I really feel like it is... I agree with you on that. Like, when they, they announced the... Um, like, I remember after I seen the first one, I was like, ooh, let's, let, let, let it be a while before we get the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, I said literally, I immediately said that in the back of my mind. And I don't know if you felt the same way, like I felt the same way, but um, I don't know. Where, where'd you go see Black Panther, Kennedy? I saw it in Maryland. Oh. I, I, I went and I saw family this weekend and we all saw it together. So, I I saw this new Black Panther movie in Maryland. It was it was it was fine. 
you know, I think I would have had a completely different experience if I was in a predominantly black area. Hmm. So where did you see it? Well, I went to see it here in New York. I went to the Alamo Draft House. And yeah, man, it was the amount of people, like how people came, like a lot of people dressed up in all white. Uh, a lot of people showed up. One person, I saw one person in actual, uh, like the little Wakanda outfit. And they were coming from the theater. They were like leaving from the theater. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, I saw. I just was like, mm-hmm. you saw a lot of that too. I saw. I saw a little bit of that. I saw people definitely dressing up in African garb and going to see the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I mostly just. It was me. My family. We were all putting on stuff instead of for uh, African garb. We put on stuff for HBCUs, and that's how we rolled into mm-hmm. there like HBCU okay. across the board. So we were we were cool like that. Uh honestly, it's just this movie is very powerful in what it does and I just I love the fact that people were going and showing up the way that they were showing up. I just think if yeah. if they would have done a different movie I think there would still be people who would be saying you didn't pay enough respects to Chadwick Boseman. Right. I think this was because I walked out of this movie and I was like, if they recast him in a next in the very next Black Panther movie, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to have any questions. I'm just going to roll with it. Right. You know, and. I did I did see there was a small like narrative about people saying like hey they weren't really sure that this movie did the job it was supposed to do to pay homage to Chadwick Boseman and I guess to those people I would just say you can feel that way all you want nobody's going to discredit your feelings I'm going to vehemently disagree cuz Ryan Coogler worked with his family on this movie so that way they could properly pay homage and show appreciation for him and the character so you know if it's if you feel that strongly that's just you exactly you know it's like it's like going to somebody else's funeral and saying oh well I wish they should have done it differently Right. You know, they the family did it the way they were going to do it. It's only thing for you to do is to accept it. And mm-hmm. if you can't accept that, that's all right. Nobody needs to pay attention to you though. Exactly. I agree with you. Through and through. Through and through. Dude, I I was like when they debuted the Ironheart armor, what did you think of that? I thought the Ironheart armor was nice. I thought it was very nice. Um, I'm interested to see where her series comes in. 
from that because mm-hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion that because Riri is now going to be attached to Wakanda and Ironheart and stuff like that, right. I think Riri is going to be where we encounter uh, Iron Lad from the Young Avengers. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it happened, if that's where it came from. You know, uh, simply because it seems like they're kind of setting up the kid from Iron Man 3 as Iron Lad. And if they are setting him up as Iron Lad, it would make sense for him to interact with Riri. Considering he was a pseudo-protege of Tony Stark. And now in this new one, Riri has no association with Tony Stark. And is now just completely their own person, which I wasn't mad at. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I, I think they, I think they've dropped a whole bunch of different things. I would expect to see a. I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised that. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years, we got a Dora Milaje TV show. Yes, like a Disney Plus. Dora Milaje show where it features all the named Dora Milaje and they're just like running covert ops because they have to stop something that would either that's either came from Wakanda or has or deals with vibranium or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up and they did that. Considering right. that the way that they set up the Dormelage is just like they set them up in the comics, which is the Dormelage are really, really good. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't think you would have, you know, Denai Guerrera and Michelle Cole both there and not want to maximize that and make a series for the Dora Milaje. Because I think if you made a series for the Dora Milaje, just an action series that featured them doing like espionage and spy stuff and just running around kicking everybody's butt, I think people would love it. I would love it. You would love it. And if you even got a halfway decent script, oh man. The the action on that would just be incredible. Okay. I mean, I I, will, I my opinion would be it'd be phenomenal. It would be phenomenal, man. Seeing a Dora Milaje show, yeah. But I mean, we, we, I mean, do you expect that? I I'd expect that maybe in the next you know two three years. We would probably be seeing one of those. I wouldn't be mad if we did. But anyways, John, we're running up against time. So you got any last minute yes. things you want to say about the movie before we sign off? 
Wakanda forever. I I think that's a I think that's a great place to lay to end this because yes, Wakanda forever, Chadwick forever. Uh, Chadwick forever, yeah. You know, I truly think this was a movie that made all of us appreciate who the character was and also who the man was. Mm-hmm. And I I love that. I love this movie. And, you know, Wakanda forever. And, you know, on that note, we're going to end this out. So, John, tell people where to find you. You most likely can find me having a good time with a good meal. Fat Man Love Anime NYC 21 on Instagram. Feel free to message me. Um... If you want to hit up a new restaurant with me and do a food review, or if you want to just give me a heads up about a restaurant you feel should get checked out and uh, report it to the masses. Perfect. So, as I normally say, if you guys want to find me, don't. I'm good. However... If you want to find our podcast, please feel free. You can find the podcast on Spotify, on Podbean. Uh, you can email us at any time at two sides podcast at gmail.com. That's T W O S I D E Z podcast, all one word at gmail.com. You can find our Instagram at two sides of a coin. You can find us on Twitter at Two Sides Coin. Please feel free. Please reach out. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, we'll catch you later. And Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs>